Would you like to 10X your productivity and stop feeling so overworked and overwhelmed? Welcome to the Extreme Productivity Podcast with New York Times bestselling author and Inc. 500 entrepreneur, Kevin Cruz. Dang, I'm feeling productive. How about you? Welcome to the show. I'm Kevin Cruz, and I'm sharing tips and advice from my new book, 15 Secrets Successful People Know About Time Management, The Productivity Habits of Seven Billionaires, 13 Olympic Athletes, 29 Straight A Students, and 239 Entrepreneurs. That's got to be the longest book title in history. In the last episode, we covered how George Bush, even while as a sitting president, was able to read 95 books a year. And today we're talking about Richard Branson's secret productivity tool and why you need to be handwriting your notes instead of typing them into your computer or tablet. Shocking, I know. Hey, but first, I want to send you a quick start action plan so you can 10x your productivity. All you need to do to get it is send a text message to 44222 with the word achieve or go to the website productivity-podcast.com. Now let's dive in. Uh, It turns out that many, many of the greatest minds in history consider a notebook, a simple notebook, to be one of their prized possessions. And indeed, Richard Branson talks about this a lot. Obviously, Branson's the billionaire founder of the Virgin Group, very colorful character, And he said once that the little notebook in his back pocket is his prized possession. He says, I could never have built the Virgin Group into the size it is without those few bits of paper. Billionaire Aristotle Onassis, he was a a big shipping magnet. He used to always give uh, advice that he called his million dollar lesson. He said, always carry a notebook, write everything down. That is a million dollar lesson that they don't teach you in business school. Once you kind of know about this notebook secret, you're going to start hearing it everywhere you go. It's like when you buy, uh, uh, you know, a Honda Civic and then you see all the other Honda Civics on the road. Um, It's the same kind of thing. I was listening just two days ago to an interview on the Mixergy podcast with John Lee Dumas. Now, John Lee Dumas, of course, has his own podcast called Entrepreneur on Fire, but he was in the guest chair. He was getting interviewed and he was asked. So if I called you at 5.30 in the morning, what would you be doing? And he said, well, I would be walking around the, uh, uh, the, the bay in San Diego, um, listening to podcasts, and you'd see me with my notebook in my hand. You know, I'd be jotting down ideas and takeaways and words of wisdom, you know, from the notebook. I'm paraphrasing there. But, you know, I, just two days ago, you know, John Lee Dumas makes $3 million as a solopreneur, And he brings up the fact that at 530 in the morning, going for his power walk, he's still got that notebook in his hand. People always make fun of me because I'm carrying my little black notebook around. Uh, I go, you know, out to lunch with friends. It's there. Business meetings, it's there. Um, It's always with me. And it's just because you never know when you're going to get an idea. You're going to meet someone. Someone's going to say something. And you don't want to rely on your memory. You want to write it down. Uh, The only time... I break that rule is sometimes if I'm, you know, jogging outside or on the treadmill or something, I don't have the notebook on me, but I usually have my smartphone because uh, I'm listening to a podcast or I'm, I'm pumping out some music. 
And so sometimes I'll stop and I'll send myself an email, which in general, you don't want to do this as your normal practice. But if you have um, no other choice, then it's better to just send yourself an email with the little thing you thought of or the little note. And then once you get back to your desk and you start working, you say, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. And then you transfer it into your notebook. What type of notebook is best if this super powerful tool is a notebook? What should you go out and get if you're not already using one? Well, for a lot of years, I was using <laughs> um, a very large, nerdy kind of, a, they call them an account style notebook. The brand name is Borum and Peas, B-O-O-R-U-M, and then it's P-E-A-S-E. -E. You can type that into Amazon and see these uh, big books. Now they're, they're large, they're hardcover. Um, they're really cool, but they're kind of expensive. And again, they're large, so they're harder to, to carry around. Um, here's a weird suggestion. Author, entrepreneur, James Altucher, he uses waiters pads, you know, those little paper pads that, that people, you know, will take your orders on. Uh, he says, one, they're cheap. They cost 10 cents each, uh, about the cheapest you're going to find for a pad of paper. Uh, he says it makes a statement to people that you're frugal with your money and they're a great conversation starter. You know, what in the world are you doing? You know, taking out this waiter's pad. Where'd you get that? Now, most people that I know, and I've switched over, they're using a, a Moleskine notebook. Now, many of you probably just said, why did he say Moleskine? Isn't it moleskin? <laughs> now, it's true that most Americans um, call those little black notebooks moleskin and officially on that website, they have a blog page because everyone wants to know how you say the word. Um, they say, look, you can say it any way you want. There's no official right way. But people who say moleskin, they often think it's M-O-L-E-S-K-I-N. They are forgetting that there's an E at the end of that word for that notebook. Uh, so it's a French word, which means imitation leather. Uh, so in, in, I can't speak French, but it's moleskine is like the French pronunciation. Sometimes you even hear people say moleskine with a little accent on the E. So officially call it anything you want. Um, Seth Godin, I saw him talk once at a private event and he was talking about how we all send signals as to what club we belong to. Like if you, you know, have an iPhone, you're part of the iPhone club and um, he's, you know, held up his little notebook. And he said, if you carry one of these, you know, you're, you're part of a tribe. But he says, if you call it moleskin, you're no longer in my tribe. Uh, anyway, you know, whatever works for you. Another popular group are field notes. They're literally called that field notes. You can get like a three pack for 10 bucks. That's the style that Richard Branson uses, like a really small, you just put it in your shirt pocket or in, you know, your back pocket of your jeans, really easy to, to carry around. The point is have a notebook to write everything down and don't use like just loose pieces of paper that you're going to lose. The great thing about notebooks, I'm looking right now on my, my bookshelf. I've got, I don't know, 20 stacked up from the last, you know, 15 years or, or so. You know, it's kind of neat to kind of have a physical record, a journal, a diary of your life and of your career to go back and to, to just flip through the pages and to see, you know, what was I doing five years ago at this time of year? You know, what about 10 years ago? What were the books I was reading and some of my takeaway notes? And it's a great legacy to, you know, leave to your kids or to your partners or whomever that might want to see what you were working on and your words of wisdom uh, and bright ideas over the, over the time. The second thing I want to talk about really quickly is why you should always be writing notes by hand, you know, with 
this digital age, you go into a conference room at work, everyone's, you know, pulling up their, their iPads or their MacBook Airs and they're typing notes, you know, throughout the meeting. Well, I'm saying don't do that. Hand write your notes in a notebook or hand write them, you know, into your tablet. And <laughs> before the, the haters start hate, hate, hating on this, first, let me say that, listen, if you have dyslexia or some other uh, learning condition that makes typing notes better for you than handwriting, then go ahead, do what works for you. I'm not, I get a lot of hate mail on this issue. Um, so do what's right for you. But before you just dismiss this idea, there was a research article called The Pen is Mightier Than the Keyboard, published in the Journal of Psychological Science in 2014. Uh, doctors Pam Mueller, Daniel Oppenheimer uh, at Princeton University and UCLA, they did three different experiments. So in the first study, they had students watch a TED Talk and take notes and then take a test 30 minutes later. Now, half the people, you know, used a laptop to type the notes in from the TED Talk. The other ones wrote it out in a notebook by hand in, on paper. The laptop users and the hand writers did score the same on the factual questions, but on the conceptual questions, the laptop typers performed worse. Now, the researchers noticed that the laptop people were, were actually just, you know, transcribing the TED Talk, like typing it out word for word, like a robot. And they noticed that the handwriters were like having to take shorthand and summaries and only the key points. So they said, um, listen, we're going to do this experiment again. And laptop users, just take notes in your own words. Don't transcribe it word for word. Results were the same. Handwriters had better recall of the material on the test that was taken a half hour later. Now, other people say, but yeah, but if you, if you take your notes on the laptop, you have a more complete set of notes. And so when you want to review the material at a later date, study for that test at the end of the semester, you've got a full set of notes and that's going to be a better study resource. So they did the test again. They delayed, uh, delayed the test by over a week. And once again, the handwriters outperformed the typers. So this Princeton research and UCLA research just confirms what a lot of people kind of instinctually had guessed. The act of taking notes by hand involves active listening, cognitive processing, and then recalling it to, to put it back down, uh, record it on the page. People who take notes with a laptop tend to just jot down the spoken words uh, or the, the shortcuts for those words, and they don't use the same mental work. So the pen, the power of the pen is mightier than the keyboard. So what can you do with this information today? Listen, if Richard Branson swears by the power of a notebook, shouldn't you? So if you're not already using a notebook or have one that you like, just go to amazon.com, get the Moleskine or field notes, or just type notebook or journal and get something that's pretty that you'll carry around with you. Uh, or listen, I am an Evernote user. I'm sure right now, all the, until this point, all the Evernote people are going crazy. See, Evernote is a great note classification system, filing system. I don't think it's a great note capturing system. So I will routinely write my notes in my notebook and then scan it or take a picture of it and send it into my, uh, into my Evernote. 
Um, I will, when I'm online and I want to take a screen grab or copy an article, I will do that with Evernote and send it into Evernote. But I still have that paper-based notebook. And there's some um, good hybrid solutions between these notebook companies and Evernote. So I'm not against those. It's more important to just be using a notebook system and to be handwriting as much as possible. All right. Once again, I got an infographic to help you get the most from this advice. It's called Get the Most from Your Notebook, and you can download it right now. Within a minute, just go to uh, send a text to 44222, and the text is just the word achieve, A-C-H-I-E-V-E, or go to the website Extreme dash productivity.com extreme a little hyphen productivity.com and download get the most from your notebook infographic it includes my own personal uh, note system my little symbols and things that i use listen into the next episode please come back to the next episode i'm going to cover the seven steps you can take to cut your email time in half it's doable and there's good research that shows this will work cut your email time in half hallelujah till then remember master your minutes to master your life hey if you like this podcast you're going to love the leadx academy at leadx.org if you didn't know leadx is actually my company and we have dozens of video-based courses that are designed to help you to achieve your full potential. And I personally teach you courses via video, like how to cure procrastination, how to stop time thieves, how to cut your email inbox traffic in half, how to get to inbox zero with the 4D habit, how to minimize your meeting time, and how to maximize your focus and energy and so much more. And every month we're adding new courses, new webinars, and new resources. You could check it all out, no cost. There's a free trial at leadx.org. Until next week, remember, we all have the same 1,440 minutes a day. Master your minutes to master your life. <laughs>